ladies and gentlemen, and the emissary of far, it is my pleasure to announce the 10th episode of Dare Ye Enter the Goblin Cave. And for the first time in a long time, I have found someone too bad, too rad enough to enter the Goblin Cave. How's it hanging, ladies and folks? Uh, my name's Chris R. R. Balzo, and this is not my show. <laughs> this is, uh, I'm, it's a pleasure to be here in the Goblin Cave. Um, there's some nice fucking, like, sh- like <laughs> it's fucking real beautiful in here. Refreshments also. Yeah, don't step on that. That's, uh, that is Goblin Droppings, oh, as yeah. they say. Yeah, I just got a whiff of that now, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, all the furniture here is just goblin droppings, oh, but it's like uh, it's quite it's, it's made it's packed by hand, mm-hmm. artisan grade. I'll tell you, once you get past the smell, the texture is actually like real, like a beanbag chair, but like just like a little like like shittier, but you know, in a good way. Very. You rusty. know what I like about it? What's that? The moisture. Yeah. Very. All moist. right. So. Chris here, uh, I'm sure many of you in my audience have already heard his work, uh, but he is the founder, creator, editor, writer, everything of the Wizard Scroll. That is correct. A fantasy storytelling podcast unlike any you've heard before. Also true. Well, yes. Uh, well, I, well, for my, uh, the Wizard Scroll, it's a, it's a labor of love. I wrote... Basically, the whole first season, uh, about 16 episodes or so, took me about a year to write. I, I, I like to keep things in the oven for a really long time, but, I mean, I wrote the story I have prepared today in about three days, and uh, I think it's, it shows, but I think it's a good one. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that's the Goblin Cave style right there. Of we course. got we three days of scrambling, one maybe one day of editing. So, uh... You wanna you wanna just like hop right into it? You wanna just enter this goblin cave? I'm I I yeah. I'm ready. We're, we we're <laughs> entered already. I'm ready to enter into the uh, an inner more and a more inner sanctum, as if you will. I hope the the chairs oh, yeah, it just are keeps slightly going. they smell a little bit like less like shit, but you know? I'm 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 seated. I'm ready to go. <laughs> alright, alright. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, right? That's uh, by Matt Kelly. Oh, wow. I've been reusing that ever since I got it. And if anyone wants to hear the full version or just wants it as a ringtone or whatever, send me an email. I'll send it to you. No oh, fuck. You gotta send me that, then. Show, dude. Be shouted. Hell yeah. Alright, dear listeners. Brace thyselves. Once again, I take you back to the Dreadmore Empire. Oh shit, I'm braced. And while it is... Say what? I'm braced. Okay. (laughs) And while it is rather large, I promise you it is not the whole world. Yet. 
Damn, love that. Today. <laughs> yeah, they're getting there. Yeah. Today, our tale takes place in a contested territory. The elves of Sumweristan may- Ah, fuck. <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah, dude, I'm keeping it. Like, yeah, it's one of those placeholder names that just sticks. Yeah, I got a couple of those. <laughs> the elves of Sumweristan making a valiant last stand against the Grand Death Lord of Dreadmoor's mighty army. Their capital has been under siege for months now. Supplies are running low and hope is dwindling by the day. And the end seems near for this nation's state. Their king rallies his most loyal men for a secret mission to restore hope and break this siege. His top generals, his best friends, hold the line defending against probing attacks on no sleep and no food. Fighting to the bloody end against uncountable odds with no relief in sight. Simply faith that their king will find a way. The unshaven and sleep-deprived king dons his armor, not the gold-plated ceremonial stuff, but the incognito set with the dark hues and the curved, thin blade. He clutches a silver amulet, inscribed with a rune stone and sick-looking carving of a wizard's staff. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. Gotta get some, gotta commit, gotta commission some fan art of that one. Damn, I wanna see how that's gonna be my fucking my computer lock screen. Here's a here's a little promo for for the audience. Uh there actually is a, a hat with this logo on it. Oh, and the wizard staff is a crack pipe. Oh moving on. Damn. <laughs> yeah, man. It's the uh it's the wizard spell of haste. Damn. Or as he holds the notched short saber in his hand. He recalls the hardships of becoming king in the first place. His humble origins of being a hopeless beggar. The friends he made along the way. Friends who now bled atop the castle walls to hold back the unstoppable, innumerable tide of Dreadmoor's elite soldiers. Friends, noble and true, whom he'd never get to drink and celebrate with again. He contemplates surrender. Maybe Dreadmore would leave everyone alone if he sacrificed his life. And indeed, no man could hope for a more noble end than to die for the sake of one's people. But subjugation under Dreadmore was a fate worse than death. Would he consign to make his own people slaves? He knew what would become of their culture, their homeland, their men, and their women. And not to mention, the Archaeos Staff. That which he and his order swore to keep secret and hidden away from this world. The powerful weapon of the one true god of this land, the dread, the vile, evil Stevel himself. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard tales of, uh, of this guy so far, I've 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 been making my way through your backlogs, and he he seems like a pretty uh 
pretty serious threat and or cool guy if you get to know him. Yeah, definitely. He's he's a he's a bit of a character. Absolutely. Um, I like him, yeah. but I can understand why a lot of people really don't like him. So understandable. Yeah. <laughs> he shuddered to think what they would be able to do with such a device. How they would kindle the ever-burning war machine of Dreadmore and the unfathomable agony that they would inflict unto all. So he steeled himself. While he may yet die on this foggy day, it would not be without a fight. He brought the blade to his face, leaned the blunt end against his forehead, closed his eyes, and whispered. For Talon, for Jay, for everyone within those and without those walls. A single tear rolled down his cheek to get lost in the short but well-groomed beard, and through his clenched jaw, he shouted, For somewhere is Stan! <laughs> you just can't get over that name. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised I didn't think of it. Yeah, I mean, look, original content, do not steal. I'm branding it. Oh, of course. I'm branding it. Copyright. I wouldn't. I'm gonna. I would, I'm gonna base my corporation out of somewhere stand, so I don't have to pay taxes. I wouldn't. Yeah. Good plan. Good business plan. <laughs> so he shouts, right? Yeah. He cannot hear them, but a thousand strong chorus of his ancestors joined him in his righteous battle cry. However. This is not a tale of whatever the fuck is going on inside those castle walls. No. Today, evil Stevel has directed my attention to two archers in the siege line operating under the Dreadmore banner. Manning a ballista together. And like... Talking? The two elf men, one lounging against a barrel full of spiked ballista bolts, tall enough to reach up to his own nipples, using the curve of one of the bolt's follower barbs to ash his cigarette on. What's in that the cigarette? Other, I mean, you know, some of that old Toby. Oh, shit. I want a fucking cigarette like that. None of this nicotine bullshit we got in, uh, in old, uh, old boring-ass, old-ass earth here. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. He's smoking, uh, old ports. Ye old ports. <laughs> old ports. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Bet they got some magic drugs in those old ports. That's that's what they used to call menthol, magic drugs. Yeah. Because it gives you superpowers. They sure do. Um. <laughs> the other, squinting through his traditional Dreadmore goon helmet at the top line of the castle wall while manning the gunner's seat on the ballista itself. And though he appeared focused on his task, he was absolutely more engrossed to the conversation he was engaged in. The one on the ballista spoke. Are we, like, doing the right thing? He paused to let the question settle and continue. I, I mean, I signed up to protect my country, and I'm not even in my country. I'm like, I'm not even fighting a different army, just like some town guards. The other elf exhaled a cloud of that 
thin menthol smoke from his cigarette, old port cigarette, to cut off his spiraling co-worker. <clears throat> Man, I'm just... I'm just here because it's either this or prison. Fuck, what for? Petty theft and malicious loitering. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. Get fucking conscripted to the army, get sent over to fucking somewhere stand just, just for loitering. I mean, at least they got those <laughs> malicious <old> loitering. <laughs> at least they got those old ports there. Damn, if I yeah, <laughs> smoke a whole fucking pack of those. I mean, you know he does. They're oh, fucking yeah. bored over here. I didn't mention in the story, but there's like a hundred cigarette butts just everywhere oh, around this station. I, I'm, I'm seeing it with my mind's eye right now. I'm smelling it. They're all like mashed into the mud. You can you yeah. you can almost mistake them for like small rocks or bark or something, but no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Those old ports will do it to you. They're good though. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so uh. The one on the gunner seat then says, How is... How is that even a crime? And the two chuckled. While Tim, the smoker, just shrugged. Tim spoke, looking off to the logistical supply line, where the soldiers milled about, looking busy. Hauling supplies, carting the wounded away, or accompanying VIPs to prove their loyalty. You know, like, a th third grader who wants to be cool like all the sixth graders, so the sixth graders, like, tell them to eat a grass spider or, you know, to give them their socks or whatever. I've been there. It's, it's like that. Oh, hey, uh, is that your plug? I could really use some magic drugs for this long-ass shift. Larry, the gunner, turns, confirms the identity, and waves the drug dealer over with a smile. Larry speaks to the dealer. Hey, what's good, man? Where'd you, uh, where'd you get those digs? Referring to the slightly mismatched set of Imperial Dreadmore armor the dealer wore. The dealer, smiling, but moving quite awkwardly in the heavy, spiked metal. Hey dudes, yeah, Mike from the armory gave it to me for some special G, you know what I'm saying? And the, uh... And he said the old owners won't be needing them anymore or something. He gestured to a, uh, a rip in the chainmail side and a, and a blood stain. Holy shit, you guys have to wear this all day? It's heavy. The two actual soldiers chuckled. Larry began, In the winter and fall seasons, I don't even bother with the chain undershirt. I just roll the cloth down so you pass visual inspection. He then fired a bolt at a blur on the castle wall, quite possibly putting to rest one of the weary castle defenders. As Tim loaded up another bolt and began cranking it into place. So like yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Could you imagine being the Dreadlord, though? He paused to puff a little bit while cranking. By the gods, all those skulls and spikes must weigh a ton. The dealer answered. Yeah, I hear those are genuine human skull, too. Probably petrified, heavy as rocks. Bit eccentric, that one. The trio instinctively looked over to the Dreadlord's improvised command center. Once a humble farmhouse belonging to some now very decomposed locals. The building itself adorned with three to eight foot long obsidian spikes 
that had to be specially transported in their own six-carriage convoy due to the valuable and delicate nature of the objects. A convoy that absolutely could have been used to bring, I don't know, blankets, medical supplies, maybe even some more old ports. Who needs that shit? Those, whatever you just said, <laughs> definitely way more important. Yeah, but no. It just fucking spikes he uses to impale deserters and captured enemies. Eight even magic spikes. Really? Wow. That's a lot, yeah, that's a lot of effort to go for an aesthetic and not get any, like, chi out of it. Not even a magic spike. They couldn't have fucking spent the extra two ninety nine on the magic, <laughs> on the enchantment or whatever. Like, yeah, there was a on. sale. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what's the name of the uh, the magic spike enchanter enchantery? I don't know. Spikes are us. Or did that one go out of business? Spiked. I'm, I'm, spiked. That's a good. <laughs> better than I thought of. <laughs> you just you go in there and then like they'll just fuck you up with spikes. You know, magic spikes, yeah. regular spikes, whatever. You get spiked. Don't, don't take a drink from them, though. They're complimentary, but don't drink them. Alright. What's in them? They're I'm spiked. Drink, I'm drinking a spiked LaCroix right now. I'm feeling some kind of <laughs> way. I might have stopped by spikes on my way over here. Nice. <laughs> Use the coupon code GOBLINCAVEPOD for 25 or 69% off your order of spikes. <laughs> I gotta use that coupon code, shit. Alright, Tim tensioned the release spring, readying the ballista for another shot, and said, Yeah, but at least the benefits are nice. Larry added on, Yeah, ribbons and medals are pretty cool. There's a guy who spoke at the government education center who had like a hundred medals on. The dealer nodded twice and spoke, Yo, that's pretty cool, but kind of weird though, right? Like, if offered a medal or a raise, I think I'd take the raise. Tim agreed with the dealer. Yeah, I'd definitely take the money. And Larry's defended. I think I'd go for the medal. <laughs> the dealer then spoke. Alright, but like a hundred? Tim answered. I don't know, I, I think my cap would be like three. They have to be really cool ones too, with like daggers on them. Not those three colored square ones, you know? A volley of catapult projectiles sail over the trio as they spoke, slamming into the castle and the encircled town. Screaming and panic is heard by all. We're just talking about fucking medals and shit while this is happening. Yeah. I mean, what else do you do? Ah, but at least we aren't those poor fuckers. Oh yeah, way better to be attacking than defending. At least till it's time to breach the wall. Uh, what do you think? He asked the dealer. Oh man, I'm a pacifist. What? What's even that? It means, uh, I just don't hurt people, you know? The two soldiers looked concerned. They examined their friend with wide eyes as if he had some sort of gaping head injury. And after a brief contemplative silence, Larry spoke in an accusatory tone. Like... You're telling me that if a dude is going to stab you, you wouldn't fight back. I mean, I'd run away. I might kick him, but I wouldn't try to actually hurt him, you know? 
fuck's this guy doing in the army then? <laughs> he's a drug dealer. He's not even, dude, he's not even part of the army. He just follows him around oh, selling like, drugs. Oh, so he's just on the front lines peddling his shit. And, I mean, you gotta be on that hustle somehow. Yeah. Dude, did I mention he's got some, like, gold in his armor? Like, that's, oh, this is some valuable shit right here. It's like the Red Cross. <laughs> uh... I like, I like this, uh, the story's kind of grim, but, like, yeah. it's, there's this kind of, like, hot and cold dynamic that we're creating <laughs> here. Just, like, chilling there while all this fucking murder's going by, like, ten centimeters off to the right. <laughs> like, they're just desensitized to this whole thing. Such is life in Dreadmore. Yeah. Alright. They paused to watch a contingent of Dreadmore elves in heavy armor, shields raised, hauling a massive battering ram that looked like a spike, or no, a skull with a spike coming out of the mouth and it was like screaming and shit. Yeah. Can we buy those at Spike? 100%. There's, there's a oh. tag applied to the bottom. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I might have to stop by on my way over. Uh, on my I'm way sure they do here. custom orders. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Have to workshop some things and just give them my commission. Then. <laughs> Their armor plates clanging and creating a chorus of steel, marching up the front gates. Cut with the intermittent plunking of arrow volleys, smacking hard against their raised shields. Tim continued. That's weird. I'd kill him. Nah, that ain't good for the soul, you know? It just ain't me, man. Yeah, fair, I guess. But like, alright, what if the dude is gonna stab your brother? Or your mom? The dealer responded, ooh, man, that's heavy. Larry continued pressing. Yeah, but like, you gotta know. He points to the drug dealer's chest. You gotta know yourself, you know? Yeah, I know, I know. He bided his time with answering. But like, uh, maybe? Maybe? Maybe like you'd stab him? Well, uh, maybe I'd try to like, knock him out. Larry took over the hypothetical and continued. Nah, that dude is 6'4". That'd just piss him off more, he'd kill you. The dealer exclaimed, 6'4"? <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if I could even physically stop him at that point. Two flaming arrows hit the elves' barricade. They all flinched, and the ballista was fired blindly in the direction the arrows came from. Okay, okay, okay. Let's say you got a crossbow, right? Larry said, gesturing to the ballista he manned. All you had to do was press the trigger spring, and that's it. The dealer paused and said, Oh, I just hit him in the leg. You might miss. That's just what I do, man, the dealer said dismissively. Fair enough, I guess. And after a brief silence, a fellow soldier is carted off from the front lines, screaming, missing an arm, <laughs> blood arcing up, splattering in his own face. <laughs> They just sit there doing hypotheticals while all this is going on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta keep your mind busy. You can't be focusing on the task at hand. Oh, yeah. You get real depressed. 
Oh yeah, of course not. It's it's like me at the factory. <laughs> yeah. The dealer then speaks. I mean, all the pay in the world wouldn't mean shit if I got that fucked up. Tim said, again, ashing another cigarette on a ballista bolt. Nah, man. Getting injured is the best. You live out the rest of the war, you get a huge payout. Larry says, true. But, like, would it be worth an arm, though? Oh, hell yeah. I'd lose an arm for that fat check. I don't know, man. I like my arms where they are. And besides, it'd be fucking painful. Man, I hear that's just a myth. All the adrenaline means you wouldn't feel a thing. This conversation is punctuated by screaming. And the <laughs> injured soldier is screaming, Ugh, it hurts. Woe is me. This pain is great for me on this day. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and the dealer interrupts and says, What if it's like... Your dick. What if they, he points, shoot your dick off? Ooh, <laughs> Larry chuckled. Tim responded, Oh, no, no, I just killed myself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, once the dick's off, that's pretty much, that's pretty much lights out. Yeah. Fuck that. Because when you got one arm, you still got a chance, man. You can, you can still get it. Yeah. You still got an arm. God gave you two. Lose your dick, though. Like, God gave you... They didn't give you two dicks, though. Like, once you lose that, you're fucked. That's like losing your fucking... Your heart. You don't got two of those. <laughs> you're just done. Pretty reasonable, Tim. The dealer then goes, Oh, okay. So you'd lose an arm, but not your dick. Everyone laughs at that. The dealer continued... What do you think the, uh, the minimum is for getting out? Larry pipes up knowledgeably. I mean, the archers that we capture, we normally just, like, cut off a finger or two and then send them back. That's pretty reasonable. Can't fire back at us later if you can't operate a bow. That's, that's a historical fact right there. Oh, yeah, that's true. You need your fingers to shoot a bow. Yeah. Don't eat your dick, though. <laughs> Well, unless you're really good. Oh, yeah, of course. I've seen those videos on, uh, what's it called? Not YouTube. They, they don't blo they block all that shit. What's that other one? Old Tube. Oh, Ye yeah. <laughs> Dracus Tube. <laughs> Dracus Tube. Yeah, they just, they just let you do anything. That's a, that's a, that's like the equivalent of TVY7 is the shooting a bow at your dick trick. Oh, yeah. No, you can't, you, you, if you can't do that, you don't get into the Dracus Olympics. Oh, yeah, of course not. That's, it's one of their most, uh, it's one of their most esteemed events I've heard. <laughs> Steamed is right. <laughs> In the background, a cauldron is, of boiling oil is dumped on the soldiers manning the battering ram that had been, up until this point, incessantly banging on the front gate. They scream. Some ran around desperately trying to put out a f to put out the fire, while others simply died where they were, falling to their knees, boiling alive inside their metal spiked armor. Faces oh, now stuck terrible. pointing upwards, an internal silent scream of agony. I don't know. I'd rather I'd rather that than lose my dick, though. 
Yeah, I mean, at least it's quick, right? And kind of cool. Yeah. Might get a statue. Yeah, it is kind of cool. Metal as fuck. Can you imagine if somebody made a made a statue of a dude just like holding a severed dick and crying? <laughs> <laughs> Recruitment would be all time low in that town. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. All right, and then just you know ignoring all this all this carnage in front of them, Tim spoke up. Remember Frank? I hear you got rotated for the to the back for having shit your pants for a monthitis. <laughs> yeah. I got that back in third grade, actually. Hey, you gotta stay hydrated, my man. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Larry says, well, that's not really the same. His name's Larry? (laughs) I just got that (laughs) now. (laughs) Just a normal-ass name in this fantasy-ass setting always gets me every time. It's the best. Oh, thank you. Fucking Larry. I'm terrible at names, and that's where this comes from. I can tell. You should use a fantasy name generator. That shit helps a lot. Oh, yeah, no, that. You just pick one you like, and then just switch a couple letters around so it sounds a little better, and there you go. In the, uh, a couple episodes, there's, there's the one of the elves that was, um. That was like Marikoth of the Glindy Grove. Like, that's the most stereotypical <laughs> elf name I could possibly find. Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy as fuck, though. Yeah. Yeah, but at least you get out of this bullshit. You know the expected losses for an attacking army in a in a siege situation are three to eight times higher than defending troops. Damn. Yeah. But uh, that hazard pay is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But what's his face still gets a medal for participating, even though he's just shitting his pants. Can't really put that on a resume, though. Good at looting and burning villages, maybe digging trenches. Larry says, I mean, you can put that on a resume if you want to be a ditch digger. Tim smirked and said, Beats prison. The drug dealer nods twice. I mean, y'all could get into dealing. There's a huge market for it, especially for dudes who know how to stand around and look tough. You don't have to pay taxes. You set your own schedule. You, uh, be your own boss, you know? Do it, do it! (laughs) Tim says, Well, I, uh, I never considered that. Larry says, What's the pay like? Dealer chimes in, It's a bit inconsistent, but once you take off... He reaches under his shirt and shows off some dope gold chains under his heavy armor. Damn! The two whistled at once. The trio's attention is drawn to the command center, where two elves are having a duel of sorts. The Dreadlord himself, standing atop a bridge of obsidian spikes maybe twelve feet in the air, wielding his two signature blades, Death Saber and Death Dagger. Oh, fuck. Yeah both glowing with a bright red and reflecting off the dark obsidian something fierce. He was fighting another elf, wearing fairly plain armor and a gray incognito cloak. This second elf had but one short notched saber and a glowing amulet hung around his neck. 
The swords clashed and clicked in the distance. It was rather hard to hear from here, but like, I think the Dreadlord yelled something about, uh, something called the, the Archaeon Staff? I don't know, man. It was kind of hard for me to tell. And the other dude just yells, NEVER, before lunging at the Dreadlord. Their duel culminated in a lot of yelling and taunting. Obsidian spikes being crushed underfoot. The gray-cloaked elf got stabbed twice, lifted up by both blades over the edge. Oh, yeah. Oh, double damn. While the Grand Deathmaster himself taunted. But then, but then, he grabbed the Grand Deathmaster and did a double flying kick straight into some oh, obsidian shit. spikes behind him that for sure yeah. fucking killed him. While Cloak oh, Guy, yeah. <laughs> so what? God damn. Yeah. Cloak Guy just falls to the ground, dead as shit, for sure. And the thing is, in the Dreadmore military, there is a rule called the Death Ruling. Part A. Dying in battle is the only permissible way out of the military, except, of course, retirement through the proper channels. Subsection 2. If you yet live while your commanding officer perishes, you will be found guilty of treason and negligence and executed. Now, finding themselves fugitives from the law, the two soldiers looked at each other wide-eyed, then to the drug dealer. Tim asked, Yo, you uh, know anyone trying to buy a whole-ass ballista? <laughs> Alright. And that, that's how it ends? <laughs> that's how it ends. <laughs> that's the end. <laughs> Beta Black, directed by Dick Wolf. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Credits roll. That's it. <laughs> so this is just a fucking like, what's it called? Fucking Good Morning Vietnam meets fucking Lord of the Rings meets Game of Thrones meets fucking Mac and Devin go to high school. Ass story where they they're just having this whole tangent on the side of this whole war happening <laughs> with occasional just cut to. Just fucking boiling oil covering a guy and fucking spikes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Brilliant buddy. Tale. Oh, I liked it. I liked what you said. Story. Good morning, Dracus. That's what I'm gonna call this this episode. <laughs> Good morning, Dracus. <laughs> Fuck. Alright. Yeah, it was great. Alright, thank you. Um now, how about this segue? Fuck you, podcast enthusiasts! If you're dumb enough to listen to this shitty shit, you're a big enough schmuck to come listen to the Wizard Scroll. Foul language, graphic nudity, skeleton genocide. If you think you're gonna have a family-friendly time listening to the Wizard Scroll, you can kiss my ass. It's our belief that you're such a stupid motherfucker that you'll fall for this bullshit, guaranteed. And if you find a better show out there, go shove it up your ugly ass. You heard us right, shove it up your ugly 
yes. Bring your headphones. Bring your AirPods. Bring your wife. We'll fuck her. That's right. We'll fuck your wife. Because with the Wizard Scroll Podcast, you're fucked six ways from Sunday. Take a hike while listening to the Wizard Scroll. Tune in today for a chance to win a prize. How does it work? If you can make it past the five-minute mark of any episode without trying to cancel me, you get entered for a chance to win Bofa. Bofa is nuts. Bitch! Don't wait. Don't delay. Don't fuck with us or we'll rip your fucking dick off. Only on the Wizard Scroll. The only podcast that tells you to fuck off. Hurry up, asshole. This deal ends the minute you listen to a mid-roll and you better not skip it or you're a dead motherfucker. Go to heck. The Wizard Scroll. High fantasy spilkiest. An exclusive home of the meanest sons of liches in the realm of Yerksland. Guaranteed. That was a that was my first advertisement on the show. Hell yeah. Oh, I know it is. Alright. Be sure to check out Chris's stuff. It's a fantastic show. I cannot say how how much of a fan I am. I think it should be mentioned really quick. Um that like I, I got into contact with you uh five minutes after finishing the first episode in the show. Really? Or the the most recent episode oh, in the, the show. First episode. Oh, the, the, you, the oh yeah! Ones. You told me you you started with the most recent one, which is definitely the way, like the preferred method, at least because that's my best one. Dude, it's and so then, fucking like, if good. If you're interested, go back, listen to this shit, catch yourself up. Uh, I'll I'll hopefully have some more stuff coming uh, in the coming months. Uh, it, this does take a long time to write, and I actually am starting a full time job pretty soon, so I might not have as much time as I would have hoped. But, you know, like, something like this took a few days, so I mean, like, an actual full-fledged episode, maybe I might just be getting better at this after a year and a half, who knows? Yeah, man. I mean, like, that's how it goes. The more you do it, the quicker it goes. Absolutely. Anyway, tonight's tale is called Tales from the Dispensary Part 2, colon, You Missed the First One. I was about to ask. A.K.A. 421 Jump Street. Damn, let's fucking go. Hang on, hang on. I gotta grab my wizard bong. Your wizard bong? Alright. Let me take a sip of my vodka LaCroix here before we get started. Oh, yeah, right in the mic. <laughs> Dude, right, I was blowing smoke rings into my microphone over here. I'm not sure you caught that. <laughs> I don't think I did, but I'm, I'll listen to the episode back, and <laughs> I might hear it. It's a vape. It's really fix quiet. It in post. We'll fix it in post. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, Chris, take it, it away. If there was one thing that the denizens of Yergsland loved above all else, it was wrapping their DSLs on a fat blunt after a long day at the blowjob mill. Ugh. And not any regular-ass, old-ass, stank-ass, dank-ass magic moss or whatever would do the trick. No. Because what those cock-sucking sluts wanted, what they needed, what they craved above all else aside from a throat full of that fucking schlong meat was that high-quality, emphasis on high, primo-ass wizard weed. The kind of shit that Gandalf stuck in his wizard pipe on the reg, cause you know he ain't token tobacco in that thing. The kind of shit that blasted your psyche like a moderately sized nuclear warhead. That paradigm shattering good good herb that allowed for magic to even exist in the first place probably. 
At least it sounds pro- <laughs> <laughs> At least it sounds plausible, like some stoned ape theory bullshit, but cranked up to 11,000. And wouldn't you know it, the greatest wizard weed slinger in the game was none other than Azataz the Wise. A seemingly frail, aged man who also just so happened to be the greatest wizard in the game as well. Oh shit, that's my boy! Yeah, he's he's a main character from one of my, uh, from my actual series, but, you know, like, not to say that this story is canon with that universe, but is definitely inspired, you know, like, this guy's a fucking serious-ass wizard, who knows, he might just be a dimension hopper as well. Anyway, <laughs> he was clad in just the most cliche-ass teal robe and pointy hat combo, like, literally, Google search wizard clip art, and the first result you'll see is a picture of him. He kept that schnaz on lock all up in his wizard tower, an abode secluded deep in the Tiger Woods, where he practiced both wizardry and botany in equal measure. And I mean, he was one dedicated grower, with a whole section of his garage filled with dirt and set up with a bunch of UV lamps and tinfoil and shit. And I mean like actual shit, because everyone knows that wizard excrement makes for the best wizard weed fertilizer. Have you ever tried goblin dung? <laughs> what? <laughs> have goblin you ever tried dung? goblin dung? I have. I can't say I have. What is it? It's is it the shit I'm sitting in right now? Yeah, it's, yeah just use it as fertilizer. Oh. You grow some weird really? cave mushrooms, man. Oh, fuck. You know, I'm actually seeing the mushrooms on the ceiling right now. They're, like, illuminating the whole joint. That's... Oh, oh, that's let me grab one of those. That's right there. Oh, fuck. Continue. Wait, those got, like, uh, what's it called? They, like, got cyclobulidin in there or whatever? What's it called? The cyclobulidin? What's the fucking this thing called? Silly Simon. That's what I like to call it. Ah. Because it makes you right, silly. Well, it sure does. Where am I? Oh, yeah. Trust me. My dad works at Nintendo. <laughs> anyway, over eons of meticulous watering, trimming, selective breeding, and watering again, using the techniques and practices passed down from the ancient grow masters of old, he had developed a strain so powerful, so bodacious that it would knock you on your ass, but upside down to the ceiling, my dude, right next to one of those fucking ceiling mushrooms. <laughs> and so, as it has, Grinning from ear to shining ear at his handiwork, he had harvested the fruits of his labor, filled up a bunch of little baggies with the stuff, then revved up his Harley David broom and took his latest batch to the streets. Nice. When you hear that engine revving, you know, like, everyone's gonna come out like it's the ice cream truck and... <laughs> Alright, here we go. I actually do have, um... Oh. <coughs> Fuck! Here we go. <laughs> Damn, Salon! <coughs> this is some high-quality emphasis on high. Primo shit, my guy. Said a high elf perusing the wizard's wares. Only for him to suddenly transform into a pigeon mid-sentence. Oh, shit. Oh, well, what more would you expect from the dope fiendy Bobini himself, my fine feathered friend? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
Now quick with the cash before the cool as heck orange paladins, or chops for short, come by and see us out here acting all sussy. After a long day of peddling that divine salve of the mind across the land, and a quick pit stop to the blowjob mill on his way there, <laughs> he had finally arrived at his last stop of the day. Just one final delivery between himself and his sanctuary, his abode, the Wizard Tower, complete with its rad race car bed, 69-inch plasma screen magic rectangle, a magically refilling pantry stocked with all the nourishing munchies one could ever need, and of course his dank-ass stank-ass stash of the most potent wizard weed known to man. That's a fucking good spot to be. Yes, sir. I've been there. That he sounds cozy, bro. <laughs> it's fucking really cozy. Like, that, that race car bed's got, like, memory foam, and it's got, like, that remote that lets you sit up in the bed. Holy shit. You know, the, uh, this, this pile of goblin shit is kind of like memory foam, because, like... Yeah, I mean, like, all it needs is a little, uh reclining bar on the side I can just pull it and just like the shit just morphs around me as I sit up that's all you need I got I'll, I'll, I'll see what I could come up with let's see if we could uh, get some yeah. goblin engineers on that get some wizard goblin engineers <laughs> you gotta use some wizard shit you gotta mix some wizard shit in that's the secret mm, mm. That's, uh, that's, how, that's how the magic gets put in there <laughs> sounds dangerous anyway. I like it yeah <laughs> He touched down in the parking lot of Crazy Joe's Roadside Family Diner slash Brothel House, parked his broom sideways over two handicapped spaces, and with a touch more pep in his step than usual, he walked around back to the dumpsters, just as his latest client had instructed. And so, yeah, he, he, <laughs> he, he goes around back to the dumpsters where his uh, latest client is waiting, and he's just standing there like... Hello, you are here to do business, yes? The man wore a trench coat with a microbone sticking out of the breast pocket and a big-ass hat with a camera lens jutting out from the front. You couldn't trust get a good look at the guy's face in the... Yeah? Trust him, trust him. Yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah. You couldn't get a good look at his face in the failing light of the alley, but you could totally see the guy's big fucking nose just sticking out and <laughs> wiggling as he spoke. That sticky icky, too dank, so stank batch of wizard weed in exchange for money, yes? And as he spoke in entirely too unnatural of a tone, he shuffled forward, his camera lens visibly zooming in on the wizard's wrinkled old face. Dude, are you for real right now? You basically have the word knock written on your forehead, like... He bursts out laughing for a moment before continuing his thought. <laughs> You've got a fucking camera sticking out of your head, guy. Piss off, creep. I'm out of here. But just as he turned to walk away, the suspicious individual reached into his pocket and hucked his microbone, which wrapped itself tightly around the wizard's leg like a grappling hook. He pulled and he spun, knocking Azataz off balance, sending him on a crash course with the shitty, dumpster-water-soaked pavement below. Oh. 
Yeah, it's all fucking. He got his nice fucking teal robe, like fucking page one of Google clip art, all fucking covered with shit and like a banana peel, probably too. And all he's that got other, that like, spell that stank though. Stank water. That's he's got that water. spell. That, he that used. smells. That's that smells never coming out. I tell you that. Even with magic, that just all that's right. there forever. Hey, asshole, what the fuck is your deal? Like you've got nothing better to do than set up this whole sting all while some poor soul out there is probably getting gang-fucked and left for dead in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> How dare you carry out this this siege on my mellow? Release me this instant before I shove my broomstick so far up your ass that you'll get splinters in your esophagus. Oh, it's a siege! But, there it is! <laughs> it's a siege on his mellow, yeah. <laughs> Definitely nothing else. Fuck! But Trenchcoat Man used the... You'll, you'll get there, I don't want to spoil nothing. But Trenchcoat Man used the micro-bone cord like a third arm, hoisting the wizard into the air, upside down, shaking him until his hat and various paraphernalia dropped <laughs> down from his person. I forgot the voice I did for this guy already. I think it was like a... <clears throat> like Nasally. A, like a, well, 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 would you looky here. Wizard weed, papers, pre-rolls, grinders, lighters, and is that a whole ass bong I spy with my camera lens eye? <laughs> and yeah, it was that It was that one you were talking about with the <laughs> wizard fucking the vampire. It's that yeah, bong. Yeah, I... <laughs> Yep. I'll he have to got post the pictures whole of it thing now. on tape. I gotta see that. He got the whole thing on tape while Azataz instinctively reached for one of those pre-rolls, lit the end with his laser eyes, and took a hit. You do know I actually am an undercover chop, right? And I just filmed your ass in 4K, ripping fat clouds all upside down and shit? My bad. Force of habit. Wait, wait, hold on. Make sure you get this next one. I call it the inverted French whiz hail. <laughs> the capsized wizard perfectly executed the technique, blowing smoke from his nose while inhaling it back through his waiting mouth. A spectacle which left even that big nose having, orange tunic wearing, donut munching son of a lich impressed. Quite good form, sir. Thank you. I've been working on that one for weeks. Cut two. I got a new voice. And so, ladies and folks of the court, honorable judge, I'm confident that after watching that there footage of the defendant, you can all see clear as day that he is indeed guilty of all charges, including the most vile crime of them all, wizardweed possession with intent to sell. And then the, the, the people in the court were like, Oh, <gasps> Order! <laughs> Order in the court! <laughs> doing fucking, I'm doing my own acapella sound effects, hope you don't mind. I love it. The repeated crack of a gavel briefly filled the courtroom with sound. Everyone went quiet as that bald, black robe wearing judge shifted his glazed, bloodshot eyes over to the prison jumpsuit clad Azataz. The wizard winked a wink that said, I just smoked you out and taught you how to make a gravity bong out of a water bottle, my guy. Now get me the fuck out of here. So the judge <laughs> nodded a small nod as if to respond with a hearty, okay bet. 
and gave what was perhaps the most unbiased ruling to have ever been decreed in that corrupt-ass kangaroo court. I find the defendant innocent of all charges. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Double cut to a newspaper spirals and zooms into focus, revealing a photograph of Azataz the Wise walking down the courtroom steps of free man with the headline, Local Wizard Not Guilty, finally goes home after 15 months behind bars. Damn. Damn, that's yeah, a long they, time. There's a fucking corrupt-ass kangaroo court, man. Like, it, it just the, the bureaucracy of the whole thing just fucking makes everything go. <laughs> they were just holding him in, like, the fucking the basement or whatever, where people just waiting for their trial. Was so it, like, a body around, like, double? <laughs> like, this is Azataz we're talking about. You, you... Nah, he was there. He was chilling in prison for 15 months. <laughs> he was he was off today. I mean, like, he's probably, like, he's fucking, like, 6,900 years old or whatever. What's 15 months for a guy like that, you know? He was probably making some really cool all... friends who were gonna come back later. Oh, yeah, for sure. There was fucking, uh, what's his name? Fucking Franklin with a C. He was down there. Yeah, and there was a and, there uh, was um Sh Shralex. Shralex, yeah, he might make an appearance. <laughs> Fucking, I bet he's got an eye patch or two. He's got, yeah, he's got he's two. Got, like, He's got two eye patches, but three eyes, so it balances out. He's just got a fucking side, like a, like a cyclops eye in the middle. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and also, of course, Frankie Facefuck. I bet you can assume what he got arrested for. <laughs> I'm assuming something to do with <laughs> face fucking. Nah, nah, he he was loitering. Malicious, Malicious loitering. loitering. Oh, I love it. All right. Nah, it's just a it's a family name. Anyway, triple cut two. Ah, finally, back home where I belong. Now to take that fat shit I've been holding in for 15 months, toke 69 bong rips back to back, and then it's straight to bed for me. When Damn. all of a sudden, the, the glare and blare of paladin sirens filled the forest with blinding light and ear-shattering sound. As one chop held a mega bone to his face and flipped the switch, standing at the base of the wizard tower with enough backup to make your mama say, Boys, boys, I fucked up real bad. You gotta <laughs> help me. Then you'd be like, Mom, there's a ton of guys out there. What the heck did you do? And she's all, I removed the fucking law tag from my mattress, boys. I'm so sorry. I'm a terrible, awful, no good piece of human garbage who deserves <laughs> to rot in a cell. Now, why don't you be a deer and stall them while Mommy makes a break for the Mexican border? God anyway. damn. Hey, is your home life okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been better. <laughs> anyway, Azataz had hardly managed to shit and wipe his ass before the megabone shot began his spiel. And it's like, Azataz the wise, come out with your hands up. We have you surrounded. And so he opened his bathroom window and screamed out in rebuttal. R-H-E-double-E-K-N-A! I've been at home for five bloody minutes. What did I do this time? You, uh, left your broom parked sideways across two handicapped spots for 15 straight months. Now get out here and come quietly before this turns into a full-on siege. 
Oh shit, here it is. Yeah, that was the fake out. This is the real scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's a raid by Ozzy Osbourne began to play as the 20-man squadron of cool-as-heck orange paladins rammed into the wizard's front door with a battering ram. They probably got it, it spiked. Yeah. It had oh, a yeah. skull on it, I bet. <laughs> they, they probably bought it from, like, those, those soldiers who were deserting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they were pawning it off, right? They probably got it 60-10% off. Oh, I yeah, bet. dude, there's, there's a whole bunch of, like, Dracus military surplus just coming into Yurg's land right now. Oh, fuck. You know, I might have to... <laughs> Hell yeah, I might have to stop by, uh... What's his name? Jerry's old, ye oldie, uh, second-hand, uh... War crime shoppy with an murder e murder weapon emporium. Mur murder emporium was next door. That's Franklin with a C. He runs that play. <laughs> it's a. <laughs> After more than a few swings, they bash their way through the wizard's barricade spell and into the foyer. Bounded up the spiral staircase and made a break toward the wizard's penthouse suite. But their quarry, the object of their ire. As it has the wise stood at the top of that final landing, waiting for just the right time to strike. For he had procured a cauldron of boiling oil from his chambers, and presently poured it down unto his assailants, <laughs> coating like six guys with the stuff from head to toe as they screamed, and I quote, OH FUCK! Classic. <laughs> Keep that in. Keep that in. I just clipped the mic so I put my lips on the microphone to say that. <laughs> <laughs> the remaining paladins made a tactical retreat back outside as to avoid a similar mic-clipping deep-fried fate. And while most of them took the stairs like civilized folk are wont to do, one snapper head had the bright idea to leap out from a six-story window. He landed headfirst on a nearby rock on the way down and died instantly wetting the earth below with bloody bits of brain, flecks of bone, and strangely, a hint of cum as well. <laughs> His grave... <laughs> His gravestone would later read, Here lies Jared, 6898-6921. He died by autoerotic defenestration. That sick fuck. I mean, it beats going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Azataz, right? I mean, yeah, like, you're getting boiled by oil. Or other things that might happen in a in a few sentences. Or I mean, like the guy had a kink for it too. Like he was just into defenestration. By the way, just means getting window. thrown out of a window. <laughs> yeah, and for the audience at home. So that sick fuck was just into that, and he was like, "This is the ultimate, the the ultimate climax right here." This is, this is my last my last like, run of it. This is my. <laughs> Just fucking come all over the place now. This is disgusting. It's like even worse than that fucking than the shit I'm sitting in in the cave. Right I imagine, there. I imagine there's a town in Yergsland that's just like it's made exclusively out of buildings that are like one story tall, and every window is broken because of this man. Oh. <laughs> they're just like coming all the windowsills yeah, too. It's just a serial fucking serial <laughs> defenestrator. I don't even know. With a swiftness belied by his age, Azataz had followed his would-be attackers out to his front yard, the one which had just been defiled by some suicidal pervert's brain matter and semen. 
And those 13 remaining forces were shocked and appalled to find the wizard nipping at their heels. A fat, fat with pH, fat cloud of wizardweed smoke billowing out from behind him. Wispy tendrils of the dank variety which the wizard commanded with a series of finger gun-esque motions. <laughs> yeah. The smoke tentacles reached out, grabbed two guys and bonked their heads together, killing both men in the resulting explosion. Good. That's that nuclear warhead shit. It was like a fucking straight up mushroom cloud came out of that one. It was like nice. Did it melt their faces off or like turn them inside out from nah, coughing? They, they were um, like Thanos snap style. Like they just fucking disintegrated. That's how bad it was. Dude. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. That's a wrap. At this point, the Chops attended, attempted to put up some semblance of a fight against that unstoppable, enraged, and now stoned as fuck old man, hucking <laughs> their pitiful little spears in his direction, as the unimpressed wizard simply stood there and took the fattest bong rip he had ever ripped all day. And then I wrote... <laughs> And then I wrote on the script, take a rip into the mic, but I don't have my bong with me right now. Anyway, you could just like add a, a bong rip sound in post, maybe, or this will do. I'm just going to take a rip from my pipe instead. <laughs> just clip the mic again with that shit. Authentic. I like it. <laughs> The bong cloud tentacles deflected the attacks with ease, <laughs> redirecting the spears right back through the chests of seven more guards as the first few notes of Dr. Dre's The Next Episode began to play. It was like... As the wizard attempted to blow some O's for extra style... <laughs> as he attempted to blow some O's for extra style points... Though they instead came out as perfect triangles. Damn! <laughs> yeah. He's, he can't get the circles quite yet, but he got the triangles somehow. The, uh, the best one I ever did was, uh, was a tornado on a, on a desk. Got, oh, you do the, do like the true karate chop to make it spin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do the tornado. And then, uh, I, I slurped that right up by slamming my face into the desk, and then I blew an O. Yeah, I had a friend of mine who used to do that for a while. He was it's actually in stupid. one of my. Uh, he was actually in one of my older episodes. Uh, Michael, good friend of mine. He, I have a video of him just doing that, and I was like, "Oh shit, we doing vape tricks today?" And he was like, "Yeah," and then he just did it, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I didn't know he could do that." <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like yeah. magic. <laughs> Yeah, and basically, that's as close to magic as you and I will ever get, aside from this, of course. This is literally, like, we're literally here, but other than that... Yeah. We're just boring-ass <laughs> lives, waiting for us. Where am I? Don't remind me. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. He blew some triangles out of his face, and then the, the first, like, the, the leader chop, the one who had the megaphone on earlier, was like... I, as it has the wise, this is your final warning. Come quietly and we will forget about those 16 murders and reduce your sentence to a measly 25 gold fine. Right, boys? 
He was clearly scared for his life, so he's just like, alright, let's get out of here. The other two chops nodded their heads in agreement, each of whom having already pissed and shat themselves, respectively. Imagine still having the fucking balls to be like, this is a robbery, yeah. you know? Like, at this point, they're done. <laughs> These guys are done. <laughs> He killed fucking 16 of them. One of them killed himself for some, like, unrelated. <laughs> They're like, alright, we'll, 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 let, we'll let this one slide for $25. 25 <laughs> If he fucking, like, still, they, like they launches the gold at him like a fucking, like, golden sword axe from heaven, you know? Like, that's... I can see that. Fuck, I, That'd be well-deserved. Yeah, I should've thought of that. I, I should have thought of that, but I mean, at this point, like, fuck it. He already killed 16 of them. Shit, baby, that's all you had to say! Here, I've got 25 gold right here. And he just, like, casually tossed it, like, what you said was way cooler, but he just, like, tossed it. As a token of my <laughs> generosity, have some gum as well. The wizard then procured a pack of gum and held it right in the first chop's face. Uh... Thanks. Take it, take it. The uns... <laughs> <laughs> the unsuspecting officer pulled out a piece of gum from the wizard's outstretched pack, went out of fucking nowhere like a million spiders came pouring out all over him. <laughs> Not what Suck I was expecting, but... Say what? <laughs> spider. Suck my spider dick, said one of the spiders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just faked them out. Million spiders, right there. Boom. He's magic, he can do it too. That's worth more than $25. <laughs> That's a. <laughs> sure is. That's a million spiders. That's at least like. I'm not gonna do that. Sell them right for a now. dollar a pop. Dollar a pop, million dollars, right there. That's your million dollar. Take me to Shark Tank or Rakovich <laughs> Tank or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Got the. What's his name? Uh, the bald guy standing there with his fingers like. Like an evil supervillain, he's like, "I'm out." And you just you just get up like really close to him, like just like faces like touching. You're like kind of leering at him. You got this like dark look in your eyes, and you're saying, "Take the gum." <laughs> Take the gum. <laughs> <laughs> and at the sight of the grotesque horror that was the infinite spider spell. The last two chops quickly and collectively decided to turn tail and run like the little baby bitches they were. Like, one's got piss in his front and the other one's got shit in his ass. So, like, they're just, like, waddling. But they're going as fast as they fucking can, I tell you what. Because Azaz has... He's just standing there. And he <laughs> just takes another bong rip. Takes another bong rip. Put the sound effect in here. Mm-hmm. And then he looks directly into the camera and mutters to seemingly no one. Fuck the police. Finn. <laughs> Alright, I know what song is playing right at the end there. Hell yeah, you know it. Damn! Let me tell you, I have... yeah. I just whipped this up in like three days. That was, then, that was good, man. Personally... Personally, I always record all my shit sober. This is the first time I'm all inebriated and shit. I, I'm <laughs> it makes you more powerful. I'm a little bit. I'm, feel yeah, I'm feeling like invincible right now. Like I can <laughs> take on six stories face first into a rock with my dick out. 
I could survive right now. I'm feeling I'm feeling that kind of way right now. Trust it. Trust it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going right now. Get in the elevator. I'm like, ding, ding. This cave's got six stories, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, bet. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do it on the way out. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, was the second and conclusionary story of our 10th episode, Magic Drugs and Sieges. Well, let me tell you, it's been a pleasure coming here, visiting here, the Goblin Cave. I got, I went to the Goblin Cave and all I got was this fucking t-shirt. Absolutely. And this thing is like, it's like glowing with mushroom mat and shit and everything. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> you gotta sell, once you start with the merch, you gotta sell one of those. Oh yeah, no, and I survived the Goblin Cave. I went to go- I went to the Goblin Cave and all I got was this fucking T-shirt and it's glowing <laughs> dark. That's the that's like the twenty five dollar one. The other one's like a fifteen or or I don't know what the prices are, but like one of them's premium. It's got the glow in the dark that fucking runs out after two minutes, but you don't have to tell them that. This is some yeah, quality yeah. shit. Just I crack a couple highlighters and like wearing roll one. around in it. <laughs> wearing one right now. It's fucking great. I came from the future. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the glowing endorsement. Oh, I thank you for the <laughs> also glowing endorsement. I've never actually um, done a, a live reading of any of these. It's always just like a million takes. Like I, one of my like average episode around this time is like twenty minutes. I swear I got fucking forty-eight minutes of audio to sift through after I'm done. And, like, half of that is just, like, cut, delete, cut, delete. And then oh, <laughs> it's yeah. just a lot. Like, I'm a fucking perfectionist like that. It's, uh... But it's been... <laughs> yeah. It's been so much fun just coming out fast and lose fucking bong rips mid-story. Mid just come out, just take a pipe rip and fucking choke. Dude, that was, that was fucking good. I was immersed. This was a fantastic time we had. I gotta um, say. Yeah, I can only agree. Well, pleasure to have you on the show, and, um... Pleasure to be here. Make sure, uh, if I survive my, uh, my old, uh, little defenestration on yeah. the way out, make sure to hit me up. I'll come back whenever. 100%, 100%. <laughs>